Welcome to the hashtag 3WEDU in Vino Fabulum podcast. I'm Patrice. I'm Laura. We're your co-host for the in Fabulum. That means in wine story. We think there are a number of tales to be shared about women and wine. This is a space to offer a narrative and chat about both. Today's podcast is a wine vignette, one of our mini episodes. Aren't we clever? We're taking the word story and using vignette. Yeah, so this vignette is going to be about wine glasses. So we rarely give any credence and credit to these apparatuses that hold our wine. Glassware for wine is really all about function and even taste. So this is going to be a brief episode to talk about wine. Is your wine temperature controlled? Do you need a certain glass? Why do you need to swirl it? And other things connected to wine drinking with the apparatus of glassware. So we'll talk about some tips and we'll give you some background to this. Um, Whether you're at home, barn, cottage, farm, wherever, let's talk shop about glasses that house your favorite vino. So one of my early lessons in selecting wine glasses was that they break very easily. So I, qui- I quickly, <laughs> without doing, <laughs> transitioned from buying expensive wine glasses to just ones that I liked the look of but were inexpensive. And Pier One Imports was always one of my favorite places to go for those wine glasses. However, I always wondered what all the different styles and sizes of wine glasses were. And I know that at some restaurants, I get these awesome big goblets. And at other restaurants, I get small glasses and how much more I enjoyed the wine when it was in those really large glasses. And I always thought it was just a personal preference. However, as I started to do a little bit of research, one of the things I learned was never buy a small wine glass. That Especially when you're drinking red wine, you want a large goblet to allow the aromas to evolve and so that you can swish your wine around a bit. All right. And Before we go further, let's give them some basics. So let's say they yep. know nothing about wine glasses. When we say the base, that was where your glass stands on. So sometimes there's like a stem, a tall. Mm-hmm. The stem is the part that you might hold on a typical wine glass. Um, so if you think of it, the base is like the ground. The stem is like a stem of a flower. And then the bowl. This is the part of the wine that holds the glass. So Patrice likes the big bowls, the wide mouths, um, for different reasons that she'll get into, but let's just keep that on track. So the base, the stem, and the bowl. So tell us why you like these big bowls. So I like the big bowls. Uh, like I said, personally, I always just thought visually it made it more appealing. But what I learned as I did the research is that the larger bowl uh, not only allows the aromas to evolve, But depending upon how big the bowl is and how tall your glass is, it actually impacts where the wine hits your tongue, which was something I never occurred to me. And that when you're drinking uh, Cab, Merlot, or Bordeaux, you actually want that wine to hit directly in the center of your tongue so that it equally touches all of the buds in your mouth. So you get equal stations with the sweet and the bitter taste. And if you're drinking something like a Pinot or a Burgundy, that that actually has a little bit shorter of a glass because you want the fruity taste to hit the tip of your tongue where you have a sweeter sensation. So I was pleased to realize that much of what I drink, um, I was actually just by chance drinking out of the correct wine glass. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so the question comes around, do you have to have a certain wine glass or is there a wine glass just for any of them? Because the one that you haven't talked about besides red or white, they're sparkling, right? So those are the mm-hmm. ones with the flutes that go straight up mm-hmm. or maybe there's like a wider flute or even kind of, um, it looks like a, a mini white wine glass where it's just a bit more narrow at the top. Um, do you need to have a specific glass per se? Well, my my personal taste tells me that uh, you, you know if if you're if you're doing some specific wine tasting and you really want to be able to tell the difference between each of the different types of wines and really get at those nuanced differences, then yes, it makes sense. Or if you're trying to uh, impress your new neighbors or such. <laughs> however, I however I think that if you have one or two solid wine glasses, maybe a go-to for your wet red wines and a go-to for your whites, you're pretty good. A a flute for champagne is is nice because it, that does um, keep the bubbles in. So I think you know maybe a third wine glass if you're a sham champagne drinker for something that's a little bit bubblier. And something else that uh, was interesting to me well, uh, something else that was interesting to me was the washing of wine glasses. Uh, I admit that I sometimes might cut corners and just give my wine glasses a quick little rinse under the water, especially if it's my own personal wine glass and I'm the only one using it. However, I, when I say I, put in the dishwasher like I do. <laughs> That's my cheat sometimes. Well, some of us don't have a dishwasher currently, so uh, I, I do do the washing by hand. And what I didn't realize was that there are little glass of the wine glasses that actually um, some of the wine can get stuck in. So that if you don't really take the time to wash your wine glass in sudsy water, uh, that wine can accumulate in there and actually cause the future wine that you're drinking to not taste as well because it has some of this old residue in it. Interesting. Yeah, I do try to watch mo- wash most of my stemmed wine glasses because those have a tendency to break. And I think there are smaller wine glasses that I don't know if I would have really invested in, but we got gifted because there was good, they're good ones for uh, dessert wine, so the ice wine, or a, a vintage port or ports. Um, so those are good different types of glasses, but you're right. It does get to be a kind of a pain. So I was kind of thinking, what is the basic glass that you need? Um, because we were just reading about this, so we, so we should note the Wine Bible 2nd Edition. We're reading about this, if you're reading along for the Bible study of wine, um, page 134 or 135. Um, they give these suggestions, but I was like, is there a universal wine glass? And there's a couple of suggestions out there if you were not interested in getting like eight different kinds of wine glasses because that's kind of expensive and you wanted just one kind of go-to there's a good recommendation we'll include in the show notes and and i have broken more than one wine glass while drying the glass and they mm-hmm. so they, they, they do recommend that you actually let it air dry mm-hmm. that first you tip it upside down for a little while to let it dry and then turn it back over and then if there's any water stains to just polish those off. So that, that's a, a good tip, especially um, if you have a thinner glass, because, of course, uh, that's much more likely to break. I've done that, and, too. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, 
And, you know, you, you mentioned in the beginning the stem of the wine glass. And I know that more and more I see wine glasses with no stem. Like it looks almost more like a regular glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the recommendation really is to drink wine out of a glass with a stem because if you're holding the glass in your hand, you're warming the glass and and then the temperature of the wine gets off while you're drinking it. So I have a quick trip for that. So I do use stemless wine glasses because they're easier to put in the dishwasher on the top rack. And a pro tip, if you are going to use that, uh, is to actually pop them into the freezer before and that way it chills. And I have a chilled wine normally, um, different chills for red versus white, but a chilled glass with that will keep longer. And if you're having a meal and you're sitting it down and not holding it, then it's usually your hand that warms it up. But Patrice is right. You could stay classy and get a stem and swirl it around, right? Yeah. And that is a excellent pro tip. I would have never thought of putting it in the freezer to give it a little bit of a chill. Mm-hmm. Um, other pro tip, don't put it in a stuffed freezer where you might open the door and they jump out at you because that has happened as well. So that's my yes. pro tip. Yes. And, and, and wine glasses do break into those teeny tiny little shards of, of glass. Uh, yes. yes. Yes, they do. So I um, am a big fan of – I am a fan of the stemless for every day, day to day, and that's why we do it chill. But we typically go on the go and travel – and I was really fascinated by a colleague of ours that had kind of a, a metal. So you remember Nori from the original pod had a metal wine cup. And I was like, there must be a better version. And I found a really cool company called, they don't pay us for this, but they could if they want to be a sponsor, um, Go Vino. And it's the shatterproof wine glasses and other glasses. So they do beer, they do um, the um, different versions of wine, and they're plastic, but they're not the ones that taste like plastic. They're ones that actually get used for a lot of demos and shows. So if there's a there's actual sommeliers doing tastings in places or events um, where they don't want glass uh, or around a pool or if you're traveling, then you don't taste the plasticky taste off that glass. Mm-hmm. And it's they're really great and convenient. And they have like a little nook where your um, thumb or your hand would go. And they are stemless. So that be warned, uh, you should drink your wine faster than slower. Ah, and you don't have to worry about it warming up on you. It's true. This is true. Uh, yes, yes. Um, but I think the bottom line really is it's not about the glass. It's who you're enjoying your glass of wine with. I agree. And making sure you have enough glasses for another. So there's lots of cheap universal glasses, or if you want to go stemless of any kind, um, they come in uh, fours, sixes, eights, and they're pretty affordable. I've seen them everywhere from... Um, Costco to Walmart to you name the place. Uh, there's some cool like kind of vintage stores I end up going to, but buy in bulk in case they shatter. That's our experiential wine learning tip. Yes, always buy more than you think you'll need. It's you true. never know who you, you also never know who might ring your doorbell. That's true. I like that point. Um, well, we offer some different tips and notes, and we'll be sure to post that. But if you have a question that you want us to dig into about wine, um, how or where you drink it, why you drink it, what it is, please let us know. You can email us at invinofabulum at gmail.com or tweet at us at 3WEDU or hashtag 3WEDU. And of course, we always like comments. So leave a comment or a rating in the notes here at Apple Podcasts or give us a shout out on SoundCloud. We look forward to hearing from you soon. 
Yes, and although this is a podcast and we can't show you anything, uh, we would love to see pictures of your favorite wine glass. So feel free to tweet us a picture. Hashtag, what's your wine glass look like now? Well, until next time, Patrice, we'll talk soon. Talk soon. Cheers.